Welcome to the Minted NFT Show. I'm your host, Victoria Brand, and every week I will be chatting with independent creatives, collectors, and curators in the NFT space, sharing their journey from Web 2 to Web 3. I'll also be sharing my journey from graphic designer to NFT artist. I'm still super new to the NFT space, but as I learn and grow, I'll be spilling it all in this podcast. I'm joined today by Emily Carrick, an NFT DGen and co-founder of True Stars NFT. I connected with Emily through LinkedIn, was following her story and loved the concept of True Stars. I was really interested to find out more about Emily and the project because even although I'm familiar with projects on the scale of True Stars, it's fascinating to find out more about the concept and infrastructure needed to create a project like this. So let's dive in. Welcome, Emily. So glad that you were able to make it, uh, make time in your schedule to chat with me. Hey, Victoria, thank you. That was so great. That's a great intro. <laughs> so um, we talked very, very briefly before um, I, pre- I hit the record button um, about the fact that you'd uh, attended NFT NYC. Uh, did you have a good time and was it a good experience? I did, yeah. So it was my first time going uh, to the to the NFT events in New York. And um, so I learned a lot. Um, I, I have to say, I didn't actually buy tickets to the conference. I, um, and I wasn't planning to attend. I was going to the outside events like, mm-hmm. um, Ape Fest and dead fellas. Those were the two main ones. And then I was invited to some other parties that unfortunately I just like couldn't make everything. Yeah. So, um, but I was, um, one of my contacts gave me a pass into NFT NYC on the last day. So I was able to walk through. Yeah, just just there's like a lot going on. I think it was like eight floors at least. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's um, eight floors in the Marriott um, Marquise and there's just people like everywhere. (laughs) Um, Lots of people shilling projects and that sort of thing. Um, but I didn't get to go any of, to any of the talks. But a lot, a lot of people were saying that a lot of the the connections and uh, were, were happening outside uh, in the outside events. Yeah. As well. So uh, it's, it looked amazing. So I'm, I'm totally jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully next year. Maybe, but they've got the the same the same people are putting on at NFT NYC London uh, mm-hmm. in November. So there's oh, a possibility okay. as well of that. Cool. But, um, Gosh, right. So I want to get a wee bit to know a wee bit more about you. Um, mm-hmm. So what were you doing before NFTs and Web3? Yeah, so um, I was working at an art gallery in New York City um, when the pandemic hit and I lost my job like a lot of people. Mm. Um, so I had to relocate because uh, I think you probably know like what New York was, you know, what it was like then. And there was just no certainty. Um, and I think my lease was ending in a couple of months. So I was just like, I'm going to get out of here for a little while. And I, I think it was around like late March or April when I started to get into cryptocurrency and um, learning about decentralization, all the things behind it. You know, I, um, I started out just putting a little bit of money from my unemployment in, Mm -hmm. and I was amazed at how it just kept 
going up. You know, the market was just consistently going up after that. So that's when I really started educating myself. And um, I learned a lot from YouTube. You know, if you watch the right people, um, then I got on Twitter and uh, and started learning about NFTs and the different NFT communities. Yeah. And I think like six months after I had started buying crypto, that's when I I bought my first NFT. But it wasn't I didn't really think of it like buying an NFT because I was playing a game called crypto kitties. Right. And I knew that they were NFTs, but I didn't, you know, I was just thinking like, well, I can play this game. Maybe I can sell one of the kitties, make some money. Um, but I didn't really, I didn't think the odds were in my favor at all. So I didn't expect anything, but I did. Um, I was able to, to mint an extremely rare crypto kitty and sell it a few months later for, for Ethereum. Wow. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to really delve into this NFT stuff because clearly there are people that value it. Right. And so that's when I started educating and researching, um, on all these things and trying to figure out which, you know, what are, what are going to be the most valuable ones that people over time will, uh, will consider blue chip or, you know, that sort of thing. So, so that's how I got in, you know, um, I didn't expect to, I mean, I didn't see myself doing, it It was just something I was doing on the side. And I, I thought of crypto as sort of like just saving, saving money, basically. That's, that's, that's interesting. So can you remember, cause I'm, I'm, I'm just interested, you're saying you got into kind of crypto, but was there a, def- what, what was it that piqued your interest? Because it's still not a lot of people are really getting into crypto. So yeah. what was it that, did you see something? Did you read something? Was it a friend said, oh, I'm doing this or can yeah. you remember what it was that? Yeah. So my, my dad and my brother had been getting into it around that same time. And my dad had been doing it for a while and he'd been sort of successful at it. Um, and he was like, you know, you're getting all this unemployment money. You might as well just like roll the dice. And because mm-hmm. he really believed in, in uh, decentralization and also, you know, the, the deflationary aspect of Ethereum. Um, and so I would talk to him about it. I would talk to my brother about it and we were all sort of exploring it together. And, um, and then I, uh, like I said, I, I started putting some of my money in and, um, I just, uh, the more thing, the more time went on, I convinced myself that this was, uh, probably a good move. No, that's, um, that's, that's amazing that you had, like, it was almost like a kind of family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, most people's support. families don't want them to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's quite risky. And I think that's the thing. And I think, um, I know that I think people are saying, why is there not more women in, in this area? And I think just naturally women are slightly more risk averse than, yeah. than men. So mm-hmm. I think it's amazing that you, 
were looking at your brother and your dad and you were like, this is interesting and I want to kind of have a, a, a wee piece of this. And I think, well yeah. done for like, uh, I mean, I know that I'm slightly risk averse, <laughs> but um, I think you've got to have that element of risk and know that it's nothing's guaranteed. Well, nothing ever is guaranteed, but definitely exactly. in that, that area. But the rewards are greater the more, the more, the more risk you take, I suppose, at the end of the day. Yeah, um, I think part of part of it that had primed me um, for this was I had just lost my job. Mm-hmm. I'd been through like a bunch of of things that you know it was just like, well, what what the hell, right? Like, <laughs> um, let's give it a try. Like, how can things get much worse? So so that's kind of that's how my mentality was at the time, and I don't like advise people to to just like throw caution to the wind without really like doing the research or anything. Um, but I think had it not been for those factors going into it, I probably, you know, would have been a little bit more conservative. The fact that we're saddled with so much debt, um, at least student loan debt, um, all these things, it just didn't seem as risky Tell me about your True Stars project. So what was the inspiration behind that? Yeah, so I had connected with a lot of people on uh, LinkedIn um, earlier this year. And one of them was a jewelry designer named Noreen Mirza. And I had also been really into jewelry and sort of like uh, fashion, that sort of thing. So... I, as we, as we connected, um, I liked that she was really ambitious, wanted to start a project of her own. Um, and we just kind of like got to know each other and said, you know, what the heck, let's do it. Um, so part of the inspiration was from her and her jewelry brand, which I guess her, um, her ethos is kind of like be your true self and, you'll do better in life. You know, like we wanted to empower people to be their true selves. And, um, and part of, part of that, like that resonated with me was that, you know, I had just gotten into, um, NFTs and with NFTs, you can be pretty much like whatever, whatever you want, you know, you're not limited to your headshot, um, in a, you know, or a profile picture, um, you could be part of a community where you're like a cat or an ape or, you know, any number of animals or things. And there is a lot of like freedom in that and being like, you know, nobody really knows who I am. Right. And I can kind of be my true self in a way that is limiting outside. And so I, as I, been posting and creating more content on NFTs, um, it had really kind of dawned on me that it was a way for me to sort of have that outlet. Mm-hmm. And so that was part of the, the inspiration as well. And I felt like a lot of people could resonate with that messaging in a lot of different ways, you know, yeah. like maybe your parents want you to do this, but you want to do something else, you know, and it's sort of that something that a lot of people can can resonate with I think so I really love the concept behind that because sometimes as you see the the true you is in there but it doesn't maybe always get shown Mm -hmm. um, 
to everybody on the outside mm-hmm. um and when when you've got as i say you, you can be anything you want to be in this space and i think that that is so true um with regards to just being yourself what are the hopes and aspirations that you have for this project good forward yeah so um we're we're kind of figuring that out as we go but we really want to just build a community um, around this messaging and get people excited about it and see where the brand can go from there because i think the you know the artwork that uh, claire has done it can translate in so many different ways and i could see it really you know going anywhere from like toys to games to you know um like we've also incorporated like the the luxury jewelry into a lot of the artwork so um i don't know i'm i'm just excited to see how people will take it and i think that's really the coolest thing about nft projects is like it's not like a typical business plan startup you know where you have to have all these uh these goals along the way and like we have internal goals but um it's really kind of like it's a live thing that's happening and the community gets to come in and and give feedback and i i think that's what makes it exciting and different you know i think the artwork's amazing it's so unique and different but it's it really grabs your attention and i think it kind of holds your kind of gaze i think i I do really love the artwork and it's everything behind the project as well it's like the the whole a lot of what you were saying about the kind of the ethos behind it as well i think coming together and with that community that you're building i think it's going to be a really special project Um, i love the idea of the network of people and resources you've put on the website as your utility for for true stars and kind of and you've probably touched upon this already but what prompted the decision for for doing that for the for bringing the network of people and resources as a utility? Yeah, so part of it was because we, while I was connecting with people on LinkedIn and uh, and making this content, I had so many people reach out to me, and you know, there's already this community happening, but there's nothing really tying it together um, as far as like an NFT. And I think that's the great thing about an NFT project is like, you know, you all like once you have that community, you all identify with that because you have some kind of common ideology or, you know, um, values. And it it just says like, oh, I'm part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. We wanted to uh, we wanted to create that also just looking uh sorry as as inspiration at, at other projects you know like so i had become part of like dead fellas and uh and uh the board ape community and seeing how it opened doors for for me um and connected me with other people within that community uh and that can really translate into business and into other things as well like when i um i reached out i was looking for a developer for a project and it's you know there's developers everywhere but you have to be careful who you who you choose because they have they pretty much hold the the keys to your your project and um and they're writing the contract so um you don't want it to be someone who's gonna 
you know, run away with it or do something bad. Um, but I found him and he was like, Oh, you're, you're part of the, the board ape community. Yeah. I will. I want to work with you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, you know, it sounds weird, but it's like, you know, you're part of this club and it automatically identifies the two of you together in yep. a way. So it's a great networking tool. And I wanted to, to try to do that myself, but around this messaging of true stars and these values, because all these communities have different, like I said, values and ideologies. And I think ultimately we all believe in decentralization, but there's different nuances to each yeah. of them. For example, you've, you've heard of all the, the controversy now over the board ape, um, the, the iconography in there. And, um, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much, but, you know, we wanted to be really careful that our, our traits and, you know, the, the imagery in the NFT is not going to be taken the wrong way, you mm -hmm. know, or we really wanted to be inclusive also. Yeah. And, um, and so we made those decisions because we felt like there was a need for that. And so that was part of the, the inspiration there as well. Yeah. I mean, it seems, I mean, it's a big project and, and there's, there's a lot of decisions and, <laughs> and a lot of things that have to get ironed out. I mean, how, I mean, what's the timeline for something like this, Emily? So, I mean, from the ideation, from you connecting with somebody to getting a developer to, to ironing out the idea to, to actual launch, how long does that take? I'm an NFT degen. Like I've been doing NFTs for a while as a, as an NFT consumer, but being on the other end where you're creating a project is, is very different. I mean, you learn a lot and I didn't quite understand what goes into all of it. So when we first connected in February, we said, you know, okay, we can probably, uh, find an artist, get the artwork together and, and launch the project in April. That was our, <laughs> that was our initial like okay. plan. And, um, even our dev who's launched like a bunch of projects was like, yeah, sure. And, okay. um, so we had an artist in mind and she just wasn't interested. Like I thought she would be interested. And then she was like, no, I'm not interested in NFTs. And oh. you know, some people just, some artists just don't get it or, mm. you know, and it's a shame. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it actually probably took us a month to find the right artist mm -hmm. because we would talk, we would talk to people and, um, you know, it just, it wouldn't work out for whatever reason, or they just didn't, you know, they're, there's way more work on the artist end than it seems. And, um, even, you know, when you're just doing these like linear cartoon profile pictures, there's so many traits and, you know, it's, it's exhausting for one person to take all of that on. So a lot of projects, um, you know, they have multiple artists and, or, you know, they'll have a lead artist and then um, some, some helpers doing like the coloring and stuff. 
but we found Claire and like her work ethic is just like, I mean, she's a machine basically because <laughs> she's been working on, um, you know, like AAA video games and, you know, like art at that level where, you know, she's doing it professionally and for, for, um, you know, for big entertainment industries and that sort of thing. So, you know, she was able to do like 160 traits in like two weeks or something. Really? You know, once, yeah. Wow. Once we, once we, um, I mean, I, and I think now we have over 250. Um, but once we really like, once we found her and then we, you know, that actually took the longest also was what do, what does a true star look like? You know, and she came to us with all these concepts and we had, um, you know, some, some early, um, uh, concepts that we were just like, you know, this is cool, but I'm just not feeling it. Or, you know, like it's, it just doesn't stand out, you know? And, um, so that was, that was another, um, I would say probably like month long process. Yeah. And then once, but once she, once we settled on the concept and what they look like from there, it was just like, you know, she was having fun just yeah. coming up with the the different fashion traits. And, um, and so that was simple for her. And we had thought we could build the community while we were working on the artwork, but you kind of need more, um, you know, visuals and that sort of thing to get people excited. So, um, so we didn't get to start that until she was mostly done. And, uh, and then, you know, there's the whole trait process, which is, um, like this trade's cool, but it doesn't really work with our brand or, you know, mm. like this, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, stuff you've got to work out there and that's time consuming. So I think really like spending time on the, on the art and like, had we not had to find the artist, like if, if I was an artist and I was just like, okay, I'll just start doing it. I mean, I am an artist, but I can't, I can't do an NFT project like at that level, a 10 K, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, might not have taken as much time. So there was that. And then, um, and then by the time we were really ready, we hit the bear market. <laughs> so, you know, we're kind of in this limbo, but actually I think it's good. It's just, it's just going to take longer. And, um, and I've heard from a lot of people that building in the bear market is actually the best time, you know, cause you get people excited and, uh, and you know, it's not like a rush to like mint. Yeah. So we have more time to really work on it and perfect. And, you know, it's, it's not so much pressure. I think that's true. I think that, um, building just now is good. And it does, as you say, it takes the pressure off. Tell me how many true stars are there going to be? So originally we had hoped to do like 10,000, but I don't think, you know, uh, as we know, the market has changed a lot since, you know, the board apes and all these, these popular projects minted and even the board apes, a lot of people don't realize this unless they were in the space then, but they took over a month to mint out, I think. Okay. I mean, it took them a while. Mm -hmm. And um, so 
we have been living through this time where it's like projects get so hyped up and then, you know, you expect them to sell out instantly and maybe it doesn't need to be like that. And um, there's also a lot of marketing that goes on, but we're kind of trying to figure out what is the, the right number for our community. And so I was thinking maybe like 8,000, but it's, it's TBD right now because mm -hmm. there's, there's just a lot that we've got to, to uh, like, just see, wait and see, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it, it's not necessarily important, like with the size, you know, I mean, I think we'd like it to be um, a decent sized community, but you know, you can still do a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not how many, it's how many are engaged mm -hmm. like in your community. You can have a large community and nobody's engaged in it. And you mm -hmm. can have a smaller community and everybody's engaged in it, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. And are you going to be, is a plan to release them all at the same time? Or are you going to release them in stages, do you think? Yeah, so that's another thing. Um, these are all just questions that I'm trying to figure out myself. And as I said, you know, I'm, I've been a, an NFT degen for a while, but a lot of this, you know, I've seen other mints and I've seen what, you know, what's successful and what isn't, but it's really hard to know like what's the right way because, you know, you're, you can have problems mm -hmm. any way you do it. And I've thought about doing like a slow mint, like we could do a thousand, see how that goes a thousand, you know, then like a month later do another thousand, you know, um, I don't know, like there's so much room for, uh, experimentation here, but you don't, you also don't want to lose steam. Yeah. You know, you want people to be excited and then, you know, mint. And so it's tough and, and it depends on the market, you know, like, so if we were to mint out like 8,000, you know, you would need a community of probably four or 5,000 that are willing to pay mm -hmm. to mint it. Um, and, you know, it's likely that some will mint two, but some might, you know, just mint, mint one. So um, it's just a matter of like how many, like what size community can we handle? Um, because right now, well, I'm working on trying to get a community manager and, mm -hmm. you know, some help. Um, but, you know, we, we have uh, Richard from, from Woody's who's been sort of behind the scenes helping us, but, um, but we need a little bit more help because otherwise it's, it's me and Noreen, you know, <laughs> um, and, you know, as, as much as you can do on your own, I think is, is good, but handling a community of like, you know, five or 6,000 people, keeping them excited you know, that's a lot for even just two people. And, um, and then of course we'll have to hire mods once things really pick up. So, you know, it's a lot and, you know, it's, it's like having a startup business, but all of your, you have like, you know, 5,000 investors and they all want value. Like they yeah. want, they want the floor price to go up. And, yeah. you know, we don't want to encourage that in our community. We want people to be just excited about the artwork and what we're doing, you know, bringing people together and that sort of thing. And then all the other stuff will be 
you know, just gravy, hopefully, but I'm, you know, I've been in NFT projects for a long time, like a long time, (laughs) um, in air quotes, but, you know, so I see all the FUD that happens and, you know, the demand on founders. So we're just trying to set it up in a way that people get excited and, and they're happy about it. And I've just noticed a lot of the, um, a lot of the the FUD and the problems come when you you promise too much and you can't deliver it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's said all the time, under promise, over deliver. So that's what we're we're hoping to do, you know. I mean, hats off to you. I don't know how you do it. I mean, <laughs> I mean having to juggle all these different elements um, of such a big project and then having to hire people as well. I mean, the high, even just the hiring aspect and getting the right people, it must be nerve wracking in a sense. If you don't know somebody that you've hired or, you know, as you say, you, you've got to be very careful um, and, and who you're putting in positions uh, with regards to your project um, to safeguard it and to safeguard your community. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my goodness. You're, you, you must be exhausted. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's been nice to have a couple of weeks. Uh, I was actually traveling before I went to NFT NYC and I, you know, I just had like 10 days to just chill out and not, um, think about all this too much because, I just know once it gets started, it, it's going to be a lot and we have to have enough help to, you know, keep it sustained. And so you got to take some, some timeouts, you know. Definitely, definitely. So I'm def- I'm going to link all of the True Stars links in the show description for everybody so that you, they can go and find out more about the project and keep in the loop for all the updates that are coming. The last thing I want to ask, um, are there any words of wisdom for somebody getting started in NFTs? And now that you've got both sides of the coin here as either a creator or collector. Yeah. You know, I think you just, you have to do it out of uh, passion for it and not just think like, you know, I can sell this 10 K project and, you know, I'll have like 2 million bucks and, you know, cause a lot of people come in and they just see dollar signs and, um, and then, you know, a bear market hits and you have to be able to like roll with all this. And so I think you have to find your, your purpose and your why in it. And, you know, I've been in the space for a while. And so it's, it's natural that I would do a project at some point. And, um, even though like, you know, I, I, I told myself initially, like I would never do this because, I just see what other project founders go through. Mm. And, um, but I think, I think we can do it and it's, it's exciting. And uh, you just have to like, like we talked about earlier, just um, have some, some risk, you know, to get, to do something um, cool. So, yeah, I would say definitely do your research, be, you know, be excited and passionate about what you're doing because it's not all just like, it's not easy. (laughs) I can imagine, honestly, there must be uh, the decisions and the kind of stress, but honestly, when you see that, your baby being born out there into the into the world and people reacting and loving what you're doing, there's there's no greater reward really at the end of the day. Um, yeah. when people connect with with your mission 
and what you're putting out there. Um, it's amazing, Emily. And um, really, really, I'm going to be watching really closely and, and following along with everything that True Stars uh, is doing. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time because I know you're super, super busy um, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's been great. And um, and I, I look forward to hearing all your podcast episodes too. Oh, thank you so much, Emily. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This podcast is sponsored by my Create and Sell Your First NFT in Five Days workshop. If you're a creative and want to know the steps to creating your first one-of-one NFT, then this is the course for you. I will guide you step-by-step on how to take an existing creative piece and transform it into an NFT, made especially for creatives who would like to leverage this new market but don't know how. On top of that, you'll also get information on navigating the NFT community, marketing yourself and your work, and making connections that will help you on your journey. You can go to victoriabrand.co and click the link on the homepage to sign up. I'm super excited to work with you and see your amazing creations launched as NFTs. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening so you don't miss the incredible episodes we have coming up. And if you have any questions about NFTs, for example, becoming a creator or how to get into collecting NFTs, send me an email. Hello at victoriabrand.co and I will answer them in the podcast. And if you know someone who would appreciate this podcast, click the share button and let them know about it. Sending energetic and creative vibes to you. Have a great week. Just one last thing before you go. I'd like to remind you nothing on the show is financial or investment advice. And if you're thinking about investing into the NFT space, to do your research and seek independent financial advice. See you next time.